self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists What's going on? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. I'm going to need y'all to go to www.conversationconartists.com and check out our current podcast episode as well as articles that we talked about in that episode. Uh, you can check out our old episodes as well, or you can scroll over to the left and leave us some feedback over the mail icon. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore calamity i always <laughs> fuck that up it is red underscore calamity i don't know why i always trip on that but anyhow we're also still doing the listener letter portion of the show if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show you can leave it on the website or you can leave it um at our gmail account which is conversation honest at gmail uh dot com and we have one question from jay from san francisco um it's kind of long so here we go my best friend, my ace boon coon, the netted to my Sealy, lives about two hours away from me. She is a hard work, hardworking educator, so I rarely get to see her. About once a month, if that, which is a long time in best friend years. Anyhow, when she comes to see me, I like to treat my friend. She pours her heart out. She pours her heart into her job. Uh, But because she's a public teacher, she doesn't get to see the fruits of her labor. She's also the breadwinner in her relationship and has supported her man through his many, 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 many jobs. With that being said, I value her hard work, so I like to do nice things for her. Not only because I know she appreciates it, but also because I like to do fancy shit that she wouldn't otherwise pay for on her dime. Recently, she revealed to me that her boyfriend does not appreciate my tricking in his words she told me he asked why am i always doing nice things for her and why i never invite him out for our excursions to make matters worse the last time she was packing to come see me and put a low-cut dress in her bag he said to her why don't you ever wear things like that for me instead of responding like a sensible human being she says because you never take me anywhere where i can wear it ouch right well it seems that lately she hasn't been coming is often to satisfy his insecurities i feel like i'm losing my friend so i want to rectify the situation at the same time i'm selfish and really don't want to invite him out i mean girls time is girls time right or not what should i do child what should you do (laughs) um well so here's the thing this is your friend's decision to stay with this insecure ass broke ass dude so I don't know that it's your job. I mean, I guess I guess the question is, do you invite your friend and the boyfriend just so you can see your friend, even though you don't like him or respect him and don't really want to do that? I personally would not. And this is why. <laughs> One, I wouldn't want to be... That's a control thing, right, on his part. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be adding to or... or um acknowledging that so if i want to spend time with my friend i want to spend time with my friend now if i can't because you got this situation going on with your dude that's for you to figure out and to fix not me i'm not because here's what's gonna happen right you're gonna invite both of them and it's gonna be an uncomfortable ass situation where he's being an asshole because he's very resentful that you paying for things already obviously that behavior it ain't gonna get better because he there it's gonna probably be worse because he there Cause he's just gonna be feeling resentful in person instead of resentful through her. <laughs> so I just, you know, I would talk to my friend and just let her know I'm not real. I don't like you, dude. Your pick got nothing to do with me. But 
when I want to hang out with you, I want to hang out with you. Like us. That's our friend time. You know, he's not invited type thing. And she can make a decision on her end whether or not she wants to do that or not. But I wouldn't invite him because I just feel like it would be an awkward ass situation. What I think is she got to you got to sacrifice something anyway. <laughs> At this point, you got to sacrifice time with your friend or you got to sacrifice being alone with your friend because it sounds like you're the one losing out in this situation. And if you don't do something on your part, if you don't change something, then you're just not going to get what you desire because you can't change her relationship. You can't change his ideas. Well, maybe you can change his ideas, you know, but you will have to sacrifice that a long time. And to me, for the moment, I don't think it's about I don't think it's going to be like that forever. I think what you're going to have to do is possibly show him that, you know, you don't mean no harm. Like both of y'all come. I treat both of y'all. And we'll have a good time to make him more comfortable and more open to you so that he know who she dealing with. Because at the end of the day, insecurities are pretty much a fear of the unknown situations. But what if his insecurity isn't the unknown, but his insecurity is the fact that she's able to provide this good time for for his girl that he can't provide that ain't gonna change by inviting him that's what i'm saying like if if it's a money issue because he's like he don't appreciate her, her tricking her um that ain't gonna be better by inviting him like he's not gonna feel better because he's being included on that because if he's the kind of dude that finds that emasculating to have this woman paying for everything for for him and in front of his girl i just don't know that that's gonna be like a good situation if his insecurity is the money and not the friendship the fact that he can't do that like he's saying why you don't never wear this nice stuff like this with me and she say because you don't ever take me no other way to shit to like but see that's a relationship issue but it sounds like a money issue within the relationship and if his insecurity is the money her buying everything for everybody he might take offense to that like oh you saying i can't pay for it you think I can't provide for my girl? <laughs> like, I just see it going left. I wouldn't, I, I would just, I see it going left. I don't know. I mean, that's in the reality that it is a money issue. It could not be a money issue, you know? I guess it might be because the way that she say many, 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 many yeah, jobs. Yeah, he's just going here, there, and yonder with all these jobs. Every other month, he got a new job type situation. <laughs> I mean, in the least, you got to find out. Invite him. He probably won't come You know what I'm saying <laughs> But at the end of the day You gotta try something different If you want to maintain A relationship with Your friend Because at the end of the day Your friend has chose Her relationship Over the amount of time That she was spending with you And You ain't You can't do nothing about that No you can't You know But if you do something different To see where you at Then maybe that'll be a situation Maybe you can get something Out of that you know, but otherwise, I I wouldn't be stubborn enough to just say, I don't, I just want the same thing, even though she's <laughs> it's evident that she done gave it up. <laughs> you know, he's like, I ain't moving, I ain't I ain't budging. Yeah, <laughs> you stubborn know, as shit. <laughs> yeah, I ain't budging, but you now you just don't get it, and you don't even really hang out with people to that level <laughs> or desire <laughs> that type of relationship with people. I so <laughs> this ain't even. This don't even resonate with you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> At all. It's not all. a situation that I... Well, you I be will, like, yes, I'll, get to watch more movies and TV that I've been trying to catch up on. Take your ass on somewhere. Pretty. I think I've, I've experienced this, but like not because of... 
I, really not even because of like a romantic relationship I have like one female friend that don't got no kids all of the rest of my female friends whether they with somebody or not have children at this point so like hanging out with them has become a, a situation because now it ain't just like when you gonna be off work it's when you gonna be off work when you gonna have somebody that can watch the kids how long can you be gone because you know they ain't gonna want to watch the kids you know what I'm saying like so I had to adjust like I had a friend that I talked to I talked to her every day and now we talk maybe every other week sometimes less than that because she got work she got a kid she got to take a kid here there and yonder like it's just a different situation so I've just found as you get older it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship I think friendships just kind of go through changes because your lives go through changes and it ain't like especially if it's a friend like you met in college it ain't like where it is in college where the only distraction you have from that friendship is classes and, and who the fuck really pay all the messages to the class you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it becomes where all of these life things work and relationships and kids and all of these other things have to be put into the equation as well so the friendship changes and I'm just a real like you know it's like okay it changed I just gotta ebb and flow with, with how it goes so now I can't talk to her every day because her lifestyle isn't one in which allows that to happen so I just had to make an adjustment but again he right I'm more of a loner type person so that shit don't really bother me as much because then that just means that I could just do whatever the fuck I want to do and I have to be holding the phone so it wasn't like a hardship for me you know I noticed it and I was just kind of like damn you know I hardly talked to her but I got past that shit really <laughs> so I'm a loner too so I mean I wouldn't care <laughs> I'd be like, okay, they going through something for the next two, three years. Now we could pick up like we never even broke. And that's after the, that. That's the the testament I think to like actually being friends with somebody is when things can disrupt it and you can pick up. You know, as long as it ain't, you know, you stole ten thousand dollars from me or some shit. We can always just pick it up where we left it off at because life happens. I think that's the testament to an actual friendship when you can do that, where it's not like. You picked your kids over. You could never do nothing. So now we ain't friends no more type shit. Like, but this is what I'm going to tell y'all about relationships. I'm going to give you some input to the friend side of this situation. <laughs> the one with the boyfriend. If your mate early on in a relationship, especially, but at any point in a relationship, seeks to try to change or inhibit who you hang out with, what you do, the decisions you make as an individual, it's not going to stop right there. Nope. You've got to know what you don't want to lose and what you want to maintain in your relationship because if a per it's like if you give them an inch, they're going to try to take a mile. That's what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. If I can get her to stop going with this friend that I don't like, what else can I get her to stop doing that I don't like? What if I don't like her going over her daddy's house? What if I don't like her going with her brothers? Because, you know, I don't... Shit, we you had know. that question the other week about the girl talking about he ain't want her parents to be there. You actually fucking thinking about doing it to the wedding. You got not going to invite your parents because he don't want them there. The fuck? So, I mean, you can't let somebody in a relationship influence but your other relationships. Because you are still an individual. And this is what happened when people do that. This is why people jump from relationship to relationship. Some people. 
you lose your individuality in doing that because you become so connected to that person because they didn't cut off every fucking else thing, other thing you were doing. So then when you lose that relationship, you don't know what the fuck to do with yourself no more because you didn't lost that individuality in that person. So then I got to get in another relationship so that I have something to base it off of. And if that is not healthy at all, you are still an individual when you are in a relationship. Don't forget that. That being said, the caveat to that is you probably don't want to maintain a relationship with some play cousins no, uh, of opposite sex. Yeah. You probably don't want to maintain a relationship with people you had sex with <laughs> in the past that, you know, it ain't nothing. Because if they find if your mate find out that you carrying on a relationship with somebody you had sex with, that is not gonna end up well for you. It's gonna be a problem. It's just not. So there are caveats, but for the most part, if it's within reason and you do it, if you try, if you some let somebody else change you completely, then who who in the hell are you gonna be at that point? Exactly, and that would be exactly where who am I now? And that's why people jump from relationship to relationship. So hopefully that answered that. Um, again, if you have a question you would like for us to answer, you can send it in through the website, or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail dot com. Um. So the MTV Awards that you didn't watch, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Video Music Awards, <laughs> happened last weekend. Um, I didn't really watch it because, honestly, I think at this age, when I watch award shows, I spend most of the time like, who the fuck is that? What song is that? Because I don't really listen to the radio like that, and I don't know who these kids are. Um, so I didn't really watch it. I did watch some of the performances. I will say... Beyonce is a bad bitch. And the reason that I say that is you know that you have made it when an awards show comes to you and say, hey, if you perform, we'll give you as much time as you want. Beyonce essentially did her entire fucking concert at the awards show. She did the whole fucking album on stage. Like, they gave her... Nobody gets that amount of time to do a performance at an awards show. Not never. Like, she did her concert. If you didn't get tickets to the concert, you got to see it if you watched the VMAs. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, they just want you to perform so bad that they just give you this huge amount of time in which to do so. Now, with that being said, I do think it's kind of fucked up that they made Britney Spears follow Beyonce's larger than life ass performance because that's just it was just say I felt bad for her I'm not even a Britney Spears fan but I was just kind of like damn you know it gotta be hard to follow yeah that's like just by comparison (laughs) that's like giving the cookie monster the world's largest cookie and the next day giving him a chips ahoy (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I have no idea where that example came from but I don't know it's a a came but like that just by comparison yeah even if you love regular cookies, it just ain't shit now. No. It's <laughs> you know not. what I'm saying? You can love Britney Spears after that, but it just wasn't it wasn't the same. It, it just comparatively less. Pretty much. Um I just felt bad for cause like it, it, she already is not the performer that Beyonce is just anyway. And then the fact that Beyonce was given such a large set, then you gotta follow with this little shit. Like I just, it was just sad. I just felt sad for Britney. Um, I think maybe I thought about the Cookie Monster because of the color blue you got on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Red got on Cookie Monster blue, <laughs> and I like cookies. Now I'm gonna think of this sweater from now on as Cookie Monster blue. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Yo, no problem. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Also, Tiana Taylor uh, was featured in Kanye West's new video for, is it Fade or Faded? Fade, I think it's Fade. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. I don't even know what the fuck that song is about because her, she is a, her body is fucking ridiculous. I don't think anybody heard the song. I really don't. I don't think anybody knows or could listen to that song other than people who then listen to his album could listen to that song again and be like oh that's the song for that video because everybody was focused in on her she looks fucking amazing spitch had a baby nine months ago literally nine months ago and she looks like this i gym memberships probably went through the roof that monday following oh yeah memes body goals (laughs) (laughs) they popped up kanye kanye west is crazy okay we We've already established that he yes. live in the world of unicorns and <laughs> monocles and top hats and stars with eyeballs. I don't know. It's just something we can't comprehend. We don't understand. No. That's Kanye West's world. It makes sense to him. And Kim Kardashian pretend like she understand it. And North and Saint are going to have a variation of reality and Kanye Kanyeality. Yeah. Kanyeality. Kanyeality. <laughs> it's going to be one of those two things. But we don't understand it. No. Because I got down with the video. She was dancing her ass off. She was dancing she, her she ass fucking, off. She channeled her inner Michael Jackson, her inner inner young Chris Brown before all this shit. <laughs> His she tricked she channeled her everybody that dancer. She danced Flash like Flash dance, like everything. <laughs> it was amazing. She danced like she was in front of a firing squad and they was like, listen. If you you can dance for your life, we'll let you live if you and dance. She danced her. Ass. I know where you go with this. And though. I was like, I'm with this. I'm rocking with this. And then at the end of the damn video, what the fuck was that? Her face turned into a cat face. She had a tail. She had a tail. There was, it was a lamb. Sheep, lambs everywhere. It was weights. It was was were lambs in the weight room. <laughs> Because it was a weight set right back there. Like, yeah. were, were the production just lazy and they didn't want to move that for that scene? Or is there a purpose that a weight set was in this? In this, like, or did they bring a bunch of sheep in a warehouse and they <laughs> put a weight set behind it because that was just supposed to be artistic or something? And were they real sheep or were they fake? I don't know if the sheep were real or not. I don't think it's that easy to control sheep. I mean, if they, they you gotta be- have like a fucking. Sheep dog out there barking to get these sheep to do what they want. They you mean to tell cool. me they were just laying there, though, wasn't it? The but sheep. do sheep do that while people lay on top of them with a baby, <laughs> <laughs> with makeup on and a tail? And a mom do sh- shump, shumper, shumper. How do you say his last oh, name? No, shumper. I don't know. The ending was fucking weird. The ending, like the rest of the video, was regular. The ending was Kanye. Like I think she said though. I think Tiana said that even she didn't get it. Like she asked, and Kanye, like she didn't ever get an answer to why. So she don't even get it. Like that was just something Kanye put in there. So that ending was like a hundred percent totally Kanye. I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to represent. I'm not sure why she turned into a cat. And the, the baby wasn't a cat. A mom wasn't a cat. I don't get it. I don't know why she was a cat and had a tail. I don't know. Because we ain't supposed to get it. <laughs> because that's Kanyeality. Okay? That's what it is. We ain't supposed to understand it. To him, it's just art. I and mean, I guess. He... he he went on a, another one of his rants 
for his award acceptance speech. It was like four minutes long, and I didn't watch it. I can't watch Kanye. I just can't. So I didn't even watch his acceptance speech because I knew it was going to be bullshit about a whole lot of nothing that didn't go together and didn't make any sense. And he makes my head hurt, so... I didn't listen to it, but apparently his speech was nonsensical, like everything else with him. That's one of my partners said that Kanye just basically, because I didn't watch it, but he just basically <laughs> brought up a lot of points that he f- followed through with none of them. <laughs> so he like started points and then and then my his he was angry that Kanye called his video art. He was like, "Watch my art." You know, instead of letting Other saying people, just watch this, yeah. you know, production like that's the narcissism coming out. Yes, he just. He just try too hard. He just want people to accept what he does as what he believes it is so much that it's very off-putting to a lot of people. And this, it was not like this before 808s and Heartbreaks. It was After his mama died, he went crazy. <laughs> After Kanye West's mama died, the world started looking different to him. Yeah, it did. And that's unfortunate. Um, also for all y'all talking shit about Blue Ivy Hat, let me just say this. Now I'm not in the Bayhive. I'm not like a super fan. I appreciate her music. I think she's a great performer. I'm not a super fan, but now first everybody was in their feelings because oh Beyonce ain't doing nothing with her hair. Oh, why she letting that little girl walk out with her hair everywhere, blah blah blah. So then Beyonce gives her two little braids. Included a little bit of weave in it so that the braids were longer. Put a little crown on her head. And now y'all, oh my God, she put all this weave in that child's hair. Oh my God, what? Like, I just, she cannot win at this point. If she do something to her hair, y'all are butthurt about it. If she don't do something to her hair, then y'all are butthurt about it. I was just glad Blue looked like a child because... Every time I see poor North, North look like her mama. And she should not look like her mama because her mama is a 30-something-year-old woman who likes to show off her uh, fake-ass body. North should not be dressing like her mom. I just appreciate that Blue always looked like a little girl. She had this little magical, glittery, fucking uh, tutu-ass, long, like little girl's dress. Mm -hmm. A little rich girl, but a little girl's dress nonetheless. Like, she always looks like a little girl whenever I see her. Meanwhile, North out here wearing fucking see-through shirts and shit. I just, I I don't understand all of the hate. I I, I mean, as far as what I can see, I don't know how the fuck they are with them when they ain't in front of the camera, but. I understand. Why? Because they mad. That a three-year-old is worth more than their whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Just angry about and that. And shit, that dress she had on, that, that, ain't no telling how much that little dress cost that she had on at the award show. I thought she looked cute. I I personally probably wouldn't put weave in my three-year-old, four-year-old, however old she is. I wouldn't do it. But I have seen people put like Packs and packs of hair. Like with a little bit of head, you can't even hardly see their head for all the hair that people didn't put in their hair. So I them little braids didn't bother me. I wasn't bothered by it. She looked cute. It was whatever. But y'all was so in y'all feelings about that shit. Like, oh my god, she put weave in her hair. Like, sit down. And and find something else. It's not that deep. 
It's um, probably better than them six berets that your mama put in your head when you was little. <laughs> yeah. Well, all them fucking bold. Look, okay. I know I'm gonna get some hate for this. Hate, 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 hate. But hate me, I don't care. Fight me, I don't care. I do not like when people put beads in little girls' hair. I hate that shit. And the reason why I hate that shit, and if I ever have a daughter, she would not have beads in her hair. No shade to anybody who do it. I personally fucking hate it. And the reason I hate it is because my mom put beads in my hair. And as a little child who had brothers who trying to run around outside with them, them shits whack you in your face. It is not comfortable to sleep in. It's not comfortable to play in. It's too fucking cold. It, it's too much. I hate, I don't like when I see little girls with beads in their and it's like that's the first fucking thing we do as soon as they get some hang time we go put all these beads in their hair I hate that I what, hate are bee- that. what are the purpose of beads um, decoration just decoration they don't do nothing I guess they keep the braid from unraveling because you can't actually see their fucking hair because the beads are on it I don't know I just know I hated it when I was a little girl because I I'm running around playing and I'm just getting whacked in the face with this with these beads. Or I'm having to sleep on these hard ass beads. I didn't like beads. And I'm not gonna put no beads in my child's hat. I will put pigtails and ponytails and braids. Ain't no beads gonna be on but them. I though. think it's like an alarm system for if you get lost <laughs> in Walmart. Around. <laughs> if you get lost in Walmart, be like, listen, if you can't find me, baby, in the store, just shake your head. Keep shaking your head and then we'll find you. Child, I have a concussion <laughs> just shaking the head out of bees, slapping them in the face. I don't get it. I mean, I have a friend. Her daughter has beads in her hair all the time. And that's her daughter. Whatever. You know, not my child. I ain't never said that the two about the bead because it ain't my child. I just personally don't like beads on little girls' hair. And I would never put beads in my daughter's hair. Like, I just wouldn't do it. As somebody who experienced that as a child. No, because I want my child to be active and playing and running around, but I also don't want her to be getting smacked in the face from from doing so. Like it's just too much. I hate it. Ugh, I couldn't stand when my mom put beads in my hair. Just had a flashback. Now I got a <laughs> headache. It was awful. I don't get it. I don't get it. But whatever. So that I didn't watch the MTV. So that's all I got for the award show because that's all I watched from it because that's all that I was seeing people talk about. And I don't care. <laughs> at all so I didn't watch it I just been listening to Frank Ocean album I asked Oprah I said did you watch the uh, award show nope <laughs> you just see that of it nope I said okay well <laughs> I don't talk. have to watch whole shows I can just see clips of important <laughs> stuff and that's did what I do did you even see the clips of this one though just the video fade <laughs> I, I scroll past the clips and I made a conscious decision <laughs> that I was not interested. <laughs> I saw Kanye. I was like, mm, pass. <laughs> I saw Beyonce performance, and I was like, oh, cool. It started off, and she had on this coat that looked like it was like it looked like the it looked like it was a coat that had like a mirror image on it where you could play. It showed because at the beginning it caught on fire. It saw showed like fire. And I don't know if that was a reflection or it what. Was a, it wasn't on fire, but I know it wasn't on fire. Yeah. But it seemed like the coat might have been made specifically so that you can see yeah. images coming from it. I don't know, but I was like, okay, let me see what she's talking about. And then I saw fourteen minutes on the bottom, which probably wasn't all of it. And I was like, okay, nope. <laughs> Scroll down. <laughs> like I got limits on videos. Like it's, it's certain things that will make me. That's what marketing is. Like. 
when you see certain titles on videos, mm-hmm. it make you want to watch them. Now, I do not watch. I forgot the website name. Where it be like, this man says this to a cat. You won't believe what happened next. Oh yeah. I say fuck all of them. I don't <laughs> yeah. go to none of them. It piss me off. I don't like link bait. It's just like, and I don't like them satire websites. Some don't do it right. You know, some do it right. Some don't. Like one of them. This is satire done right. Where it once said Betty White dies, but dies was spelled D Y E S, but you don't really think that. Oh yeah. And the whole article is about her dying her hair. <laughs> That's satire. Yes. You know, saying that Prince died. <laughs> Damn, I use Prince. Somebody who's not dead died. <laughs> <laughs> that's clickbait like that's not satire even though it happens on the satire side oh rest in peace gene wilder forgot about that that was sad because i i like the original charlie and the chocolate factory that should have been what i did for the beginning of the show damn it but yeah i didn't like johnny depp's version he was creepy and it was weird but i did like gene wilder's version i did like him in um hear no evil see no evil on the reason that with uh richard Pryor because my mom watched it and i watched it yeah, that's that how i know was, about it i was thinking about that movie and thinking that is not realistic at <laughs> all like it's not it's just not because <laughs> the deaf guy can see but he can never hear what the other person is saying yeah and the blind guy can hear, but he never can see what the other person is doing. Like, I don't think that could ever happen. <laughs> if you put a deaf person and a blind person together and try to get them to solve puzzles, I just don't think that would work. <laughs> it worked for for Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. <laughs> that being said, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. I was sad about that because I, I really did. I have the original Choc- uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on DVD. So. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his granddad in there fucking shit up, drinking shit that they weren't supposed to be drinking and shit. I saw, I saw a meme that was saying that uh, his grandfather was riddled in the bed with problems and issues, and as soon as he got that golden ticket, he was up dancing. It was like, do I smell welfare fraud? <laughs> <laughs> benefits fraud. He said benefits fraud. That shit was hilarious. Like, Cause he did hop right up when he got, I got the tick. I got the golden tick. He just bounced right up. I know, right? Yeah. Anyhow, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. Um, I was a fan. So yeah. Uh you want to go ahead and talk about Christopher? Let's talk about Christopher. Christopher Brown. So I was at work and my coworker came around to my office and was like, they got Chris Brown holed up in his um house. They got the police outside and he won't let them in. I was like, what? It's it's TV crews and helicopters and SWAT teams and Chris is inside on fucking Instagram making videos talking about fuck the police and all this. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What happened? So this white girl named Bailey. Uh, which by the way <laughs> is spelled B A Y L E E. Now one, her parents ain't shit. Or either she changed her name. Cause she thought and it she was ain't cute. shit. <laughs> but either way, look, if you gonna have a traditional name, just use the traditional spelling. Don't be spelling a traditional name no crazy ass hey, way. But you know, you know we the cra- we do we the we the we the original. We are the originators <laughs> of Crazy ass ain't names that ain't existed. But we, I, we aren't the changers. I have a, I know somebody. Oh, she ain't listening. <laughs> who has a child named Denver? Would you like to know how she spelled Denver? Oh Lord, well, how she spelled Denver? 
D-Y-N-V-H-E-R. Now, the first time I saw that shit, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't even, like, this can't be this child's name. What is this? So I had to sit there and try to enunciate this shit out to figure out that it was supposed to just be Denver. D-Y-N-V-H-E-R. Denver. So, yeah. So, I cook, right? (laughs) And... I see the spelling of her name and I have bay leaves <laughs> in my cabinet. And all I want to say to her name is bay leaves. I just, all I think about is bay leaves. Now, I just, I don't know. It's just use the traditional spelling <laughs> of shit. Like, you are going against, especially with the Denver thing, you're going against all of the damn principles of our English language. Can you imagine that child? Every time she go to a new classroom, the teacher gonna be trying to fucking figure out what her name is. Like, I just don't think people think about the kids. I, Cause she gotta live with it. Like you think it's cute now, but she gotta live her whole life trying to tell. It's Denver. I I know how it's spelled. It's Denver though. It's it's Denver. Like she gonna have to do that her whole fucking life because it don't look like Denver when you look at it. It look like a bunch of letters. It looks like alphabet throw up. Like somebody just spewed up a bunch of letters and whatever landed. That's your name now. Why would you do that to some? Anyhow, neither hit we neither hit nor there. But it's not a reflection of the kid; it's a reflection of the parent. It Sorry, is, but unfortunately, companies and shit don't look at it that way. <laughs> not at all. Um. So Bailey was apparently at Christopher's house for a party. He had some jewelry. Um, folks, there. I don't. Is this what happens at rich people parties? That they they have niggas with jewelry that like look at these jewels. Like, want to buy some? I don't understand. That's what they do. Okay, I think so. All right. Well, they like have like expos where they do at their house at a party. Why at a not? House party? I guess. Why not? They rich. I don't know the, how the other side lives because I'm poor. But <laughs> so apparently Bailey was looking at a watch or a bracelet or a necklace, some piece of jewelry. She had picked it up. Chris got upset. She says he pulled a gun on her and kicked her out the house. So she calls the police. The police show up at his house, and this is where we are. Now, that was the original story that was told. So, apparently, they eventually they do. Chris does come out, they arrest him, or they take him in. I don't know if he was actually like officially arrested. I think they just took him in. Mm-hmm. Bailey got a little criminal history herself. Um, there's some questionable things about Bailey's whole story. Here's what's sad. I think the reason it was so... Because I, I saw memes where people were like, uh, Chris Brown pulled a gun on me, and then the police were like, well, we need evidence. And she was like, I'm a white woman. And they were like, okay, that's enough. And then they went and arrested him. I think in this case, Chris has had assault charges for fucking up, like slapping women for like taking pictures, knocking phones out there. Like he didn't have some shit in his past. <laughs> that he's done that made this such a believable story for everybody i think because of who he is and what he's done prior to but bailey ain't shit for i don't think that this is i don't think it happened at all like i don't think he pulled a gun on her i think she got butt hurt because then you see something where he kicked her out and she didn't have a ride and she yeah it's, some text messages are supposed to exist in which she was saying that she was gonna set him up and she was gonna say she pulled a gun on him and all kinds of, look, I think it's fuckery. 
I think that this response to Chris Brown is because he is black. I think a part of it is because he has assaulted somebody, but even then they had Rihanna's face as evidence. Like the only <laughs> thing they literally knew in this situation was that a white woman was involved with something with Chris Brown. And now they got the SWAT team. And now they got the helicopters. And now they got police on top of police. And it's crazy. Because it was crazy. And it's like watching it was crazy. It was just like, damn, <laughs> and he just. I mean, this is the response to black people. The same thing just happened to Dr. Dre not long ago. Dr. Dre, somebody outside of his house that was white called and said that he had a gun. The police came and put him in handcuffs immediately. And then she like he had a gun in his home. What the fuck? Like, ain't that what we fight for with this Second Amendment rights? Why wouldn't the police say, well, that shit's normal? Like, did you do something crazy in his home? Were you invited to his home? Because I doubt she was invited. And if you wasn't invited into somebody's home... <laughs> well, I think they've been friends. I think they know each other. Well, it says that they have friends. They, if he was... Okay. So, what I've been reading is his baby mama, right after this custody battle thing, mm-hmm. in which he got maybe primary custody... Or he was fighting joint for custody. Shit, no, 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 he won something. He got something. Yeah. It they her lawyer came out immediately after this happened. Of course. And it's supposed to say that they the girl and her were friends. So if he wanted to be set up, it was kind of implying that maybe she had something to do with the, the mom setup. Did so yeah, to try to help get the baby the back. Custody, yeah. And they were saying that the baby was in the home. The baby wasn't in the home. They were saying that guns went home. They didn't find any guns upon the search. They didn't find any drugs upon the search. That being said, despite the fact that I do think he on some drugs because them videos, he looked coked the fuck out. I mean, look, Ray J was there. It was a whole bunch of people there. Yeah, Ray J was there. It was a bunch of people there. If I thought something was happening or something was going down like that, if I heard police sirens or something, I would be like, listen, Ray J, get all these guns, get all these drugs, get all of this stuff and go, okay? Don't even take a car. Just go over the back hill. Will Smith lived back there behind me, so don't get on his property because he got real mean dogs. But go around that house and then go. Uh, Nick Young Ain't that the basketball player That was Lakers? Iggy Azalea's mm-hmm. He was putting out videos uh, While this was going on Kind of making fun of it Like mm-hmm. it was kind of ill time Like if Chris Brown was over his house He'd probably punch him you Yeah. Know? But he was like you know Chris you gotta move I thought they were coming out here after me man You got swats out here <laughs> you, got everybody, you gotta move But you could create a situation where ain't no drugs and no guns in your house mm-hmm. if you know the police are coming. Yeah, you know to your situation. Cause he did you see the videos? Did I see the video? Yeah, like he- I, I I know I saw the videos because in one of them he said you can suck a fart out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he did, and I never heard that before. He, he did indeed. I do think I think Chris is on something. Like his eyes, like he just looked like he needs some help, and. I, I wish I cared more about Chris Brown's current state of anything. Yeah. I just after he lost that innocence, that childlike oh, yeah. <laughs> endeavor, which I think a lot of young artists do. I think they because of your age put you in this. You've got to talk about these kind of things, roll and then yeah. But he lost. He like it wasn't even like a slow coming out. Mm. Like he just tumbled. Failed jagged rocks off a cliff kind right. of shit. When he whooped Rihanna ass, it it awoken something in him. 
<laughs> he was walking the Kraken in his ass. Like he was, he was there. Release the Kraken. <laughs> he released. He changed his hair color. He started dancing more aggressively. Did you see he that started hair in the video? The little tough, whatever the fuck this is, this mm-hmm. hair that he got going on. No, I ain't seen that. It's cut all around. It. Did he got like a bouffant Mm-mm. shit? Something. No I, his idea. hair look ridiculous right now. I don't know if it's for something else. People, it's like young jock. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah, it's like young jock hair. It's like perm. Well, Chris Brown straight. can do it because he ain't a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is young jock. He was a rapper. He ain't no more. <laughs> He's still rapper enough perceptually that to know gave he can't perm his damn it. hair. Yeah. He did put out a video though, like a comedian put out a video where it was a side chick. <laughs> it, the girl, the girlfriend thought it was a side chick. When he got out of the car, she was talking mess um, about how she been messing around with her cousin and all this stuff. And then Young Jock got out of the car because <laughs> she thought the hairstyle male. Man, it was he clearly would make fun of himself. I wouldn't do that, but he did it. It's the best way to get ahead of it, I guess. It didn't last long. We've moved on to other things. I really hope this girl just tried to set Chris Brown up. Not because I wanted Chris Brown to be set up, but I just want her to be exposed, and I want the police and the media and everybody to see how extreme they take these situations oh, yeah. without the evidence to back up that it should be this extreme. Yeah. If nothing, like what's supposed to happen is a police officer is supposed to come <laughs> to your house and say, hey, sir, uh, we have this complaint against you, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And you post hand like that for the whole damn <laughs> SWAT to get involved before they know what even is happening. Helicopters. Like, literally helicopters. Like, all them resources from a white woman that lied. You know? And I don't know. I said it is because he black. I know that's a component to everybody in America. Black is a variable on how things exist, but I don't know how important it was that she was white. You know? Like, what would have been the response if it was a black person because do they respond like that to Chris Brown because he done beat up women before <laughs> or did they respond to that woman because she was white or is it a combination of all those? It's probably a combination of all those yeah. things. Like the police, she was like, listen, we ain't taking no chances with Chris you know Brown. He crazy. Get SWAT, get the helicopters, get the cars, get the tape, block off the house, don't let nobody leave. Get Chris Brown out of that house before he whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> He do throwing chairs. You know, he went. What was it? The Today Show. He was throwing, broke a window, threw a chair through a window because he got mad because they asked him about that reaction. Mm-hmm. Throwing temple tantrums. <laughs> I don't know, but it was a, a ridiculous response to a complaint about a gun. Like it really was. Like Look, this is America. We can have guns. I wish somebody you're would Chris call Brown, me. Apparently, hey, I mean, he don't got no felonies. Do we? That we know I of? I don't think so. None of that stuff was felony worthy? I don't think so. So he can have a gun if he want a gun. If he do it legally. Like, he pulled a gun on me and put it in the back of my head. I don't know, man. It's just, it just don't make sense. It just don't... I don't think none of it's true. Who knows? So, I got something to talk about. It, it goes along the Trump lines, but it ain't really talking about Donald Trump. It's talking about these black pastors... That are somehow enthralled by the Donald Trump campaign. Like at the beginning, (laughs) I don't know. Let me tell. So this is about Pastor Mark Burns. He put blackface on on Hillary Clinton and was basically saying, you know, ha ha ha, this is true. She's pandering to black people. Ha 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 ha. And didn't realize that it was going to be offensive to everybody, and it was offensive to everybody. And 
that gave him a lot of press. So following, they did an interview with him trying to see, you know, why you support Trump? But it really just was smoke and mirrors for, hey, we found out that the years you say you spent, the six years you say you spent in the army, you didn't. <laughs> it was just the National Guard. And he's like, okay, okay, you, you got me. Let's go to the next question. Okay, the degree you said you got from this <laughs> university, turns out they said you only went there one semester. And then he was like, okay, like, this is it. We was going to talk about Donald Trump. We were going to talk about some other stuff. What is this? And then he eventually got up and left. You know? Oh, you don't want to talk about you, though. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, even outside of supporting Trump, because realistically, that's just ideological differences. And at the end of the day, a Republican president will benefit these churches more than Democratic president if the only thing you're focusing on is money. See, not to be a heathen, but see, this is the problem that I have with organized religion. Because I don't know how you can separate that from what you say God has called you to do. Because whether or not it benefits you financially to endorse Trump, everything that he says goes against all of the people that you preach to every Sunday. Like, it goes against every... Like, what the fuck is that? See, God hadn't called all these pastors. Some <laughs> of these pastors don't call God and he ain't pick up and they just been leaving <laughs> voicemails. So they think that's the same thing <laughs> just because they got his direct line. It's not the same thing. It's not. All the of these thing. pastors are not genuine. No. And you can believe what you believe as far as your politics. Like I'm saying, like the money part, it, it there are parts, isolated parts of Republican ideology that will help churches. But a lot more of it won't help the congregation. The and that's people. what's supposed to be. That's that. That's your focus. That's what your focus is supposed to be because you're supposed to be able to preach whether it's on a corner, whether you don't even have a building to, to do so. And so the finances is not supposed to be what your main focus is. It's not. It's supposed to be your congregation and what's best for them. And Trump ain't what's best for them. Well, like I said, Trump ain't what's best for a lot of people if you take the whole party into consideration. But what I'm learning with politics is that people isolate out what they want to value. For example, when Trump say, hey, black folks, what do you got to lose? Y'all in poverty. Y'all schools is, you know, poor. What do y'all have to lose by voting for me? Well, being black and the way that the Democratic Party addressed the African-American community, that's not the only reason that I vote for my ideals like that's not the only thing that makes up my vote mm. right i vote for other things i vote for how is a president likely to deal with a, a an intense situation where i don't want war to happen mm -hmm. which one will go to war quick more quickly yeah that's an idea that i have how do you deal with uh the abortion debate you know do you seek to change legislation how do you deal with immigration like i have different ideals and different reasons that i vote for people i vote for me being black ain't the only one even if i lose on the black because the democratic party ain't done nothing for black people there are other things that i align with in the democratic party that makes me vote for them mm -hmm. now if the republican party will start to be more sensible in the context of my <laughs> ideals I'm not saying they're not sensible to some people, but to me, it don't make sense. Yeah. If they change some of those ideals, I will look at those ideals because I vote based on what I align with, with what I believe. I just don't believe a lot of shit the Republican Party believe right now. And so I understand and and that me finding out that people vote on these little isolated instances of how they can be benefiting in that. These pastors 
What I think is happening is they're seeing that the financially Donald Trump can benefit them. One, based on no still leaving whatever tax uh, benefits churches get. Mm-hmm. Two, putting all these black pastors on these platforms. So somebody do know Pastor Mark Burns' name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because his name wasn't known before. And I think a lot of these black pastors are seeing that. Shoot, well, I mean, I might not agree with Trump, but he's putting a bunch of black pastors on these platforms who do agree with him. So I can get more members. I can get more people in my church. I can get more exposure. I wouldn't I can go get to a book no written. church by uh, or led by a pastor who is I a Trump. Either. <laughs> but either that do happen and they seeing that flux of people coming in or they believe that it will happen because, you know, a lot of people believe that any press is good press. I don't think so. I don't either. But I just don't. I just don't understand it. You know, I guess I understand it if those pastors, but it's a lot of good genuine pastors out there. There's a lot of pastors that still ain't on that BS with Trump. I just think the ones that we seeing about Trump, it might be one or two that genuinely believe it, but I just, I don't know. Deep in my soul, I can't believe that they are genuinely doing this. I think it's for ulterior motives. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, they got to answer to God. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got to answer to me. <laughs> so I hope they ready for what they're going to get so up So what there. you said is one of these days he is going to pick up and they ain't going to go to voicemail and they're going to have some explaining to Exactly. <laughs> they probably be dead at that point. At, but, the, at the pearly gates. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, listen, God, let me explain. Like, I ain't congregation. <laughs> you can't manipulate this shit over here with me. Now, I don't know if God curse or not. But I, you know, okay, I'm not going because I don't need anybody in my mentions. So no, I'm not going. I bet God don't even talk. He probably <laughs> just stare at you and communicate with you telepathically. But he, like, even, why would he have to talk? Even telepathically, he could curse. He could send curse words. But you know, I'm just saying, when you go to heaven, assuming heaven exists, it's gonna be a bunch of people dead from different languages and different groups. He, like he speaks all languages, right? Doesn't that's he? what tongues is supposed to be. Yeah. Speaking in tongues. Oh, that's what that is? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, I think at the Tower of Babylon, a whole bunch of different cultures came together at this one place, mm-hmm. and tongues was the language that spoke to everybody. Oh, uh, okay. Everybody understood it. It was uh, just one thing. Why we don't understand it now, then? Because it's like a... It's like a... The tongues that they call in church now is like a secret love child of what that shit was supposed to be in the Bible. <laughs> like, it's just... It's just pretend. <laughs> I don't believe it's pretend. I believe my, that people that experience it believe it's real because my mama experienced it. But I can tell you right now, Chinese dude ain't going to understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not like at the Tower of Babel. Did I say Babylon? I think you did. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Babel. <laughs> but I don't know. I I have left churches before when pastors done said stuff I don't agree with. Yeah. Like in the middle of what's going on. <laughs> I'd be like, mm, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> the singing was good, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a low tolerance for things that I don't believe in if I believe you're truly adamant about it. I just, I have a low tolerance for it. Me I will too. listen to you. I have dialogue. I will come to try my best to understand what you're saying so that I can be certain that you want some bullshit <laughs> and once I'm certain that you want some bullshit then we over <laughs> it's over it's you done. ruined this <laughs> sorry and it ain't it ain't me it's you <laughs> you did this like so 
I won't put up with that. I won't put up with no Eddie. Like, like if somebody, if news, if I was at Eddie Long Church and news came out that said he might have been having sex with some of the boys in church, guess what church I ain't going to no more? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to Eddie Long Church no more. And I know that pastors, I've always said this. Well, it, it got to a certain point in my religious journey where I started saying this. Pastors are men. Yes, they, they are. They were born men. They yep. are men first. They are pastors second. Yep. They are flawed. They are, however, expected to be held at a higher standard than everybody else because they have chosen to be in that role. Mm-hmm. And maybe God chose you to be in that role, but you chose to be a speaker for the people. So you got to be more responsible. That being said, you do fall short of that responsibility sometimes. And I think the congregation and people put those pastors so much higher than they supposed to because I've been to a lot of churches where they treat the pastor like he God. Yeah. You know? Shit, Eddie Long. The, his membership is still humongous. Like, he did he did that. Then this nigga was dressing like somebody's... <laughs> he's done a lot of things over the years. This latest thing being he done lost all this weight and he talking about he's just trying to get healthy. Okay, sir. <laughs> he got that package. <laughs> and I ain't talking about FedEx. Woo! <laughs> He got that package. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he still has a humongous following. He's one of those people. Like I don't know at this point what he could do to his congregation would be like, you know what, Eddie? That's too much. That that's too much. I I'm leaving. Like what else could he fucking do? Take that hair piece off and throw it into the damn crowd. <laughs> 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 they probably just pass the trying to be more uh transparent that's all like they would i think people who 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 just aimlessly follow if he behind, set it on fire then threw it in there <laughs> he set it on fire through or, or tied a grenade to it and then threw it in there oh, and then God. boom blew up the people in there. like it's something he can like, do it's like extreme that, like that galaxy note that you wanted <laughs> listen I will gladly wake up next to a charred ass, blew up ass Galaxy Note Seven. If y'all have a Galaxy greatness. Note Seven, it's a recall on it. So take take them shits back because they're gonna blow up on you. You probably ass. know now. I bet they sent a wide alert to every one of them I'm phones. I'm sure they did. That said, hey, bring me back, <laughs> bring me back to where you bought me from. I might explode on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> What's hilarious is the day before that announcement was made, Mr. Old Point was going on about how he wanted a Galaxy Note 7, and he, you know. I he, still want one. <laughs> Hell, I'd get one today if they were selling them. <laughs> but they not. If they had like a deal, special deal, like if they did buy one, get one shit, free. they're going to probably have one when they bring them shit back. I'm going to get one, too. <laughs> I'm going to get two. I'm sure they're going to have one after they bring them shits back. I'm sure. I don't know that. Buy one, get one free with the Galaxy 7 Edge was the best thing I ever done. And I'm going <laughs> to wait until they do that with the Note 7. I'm sure they're going to they have to do something to make up for this this debacle, this explosion of phones. So uh, it'll be something. They'll, they'll have some kind of deal when they bring them back. Okay. So I got a bunch of stuff to talk about for real. So I'm just going to start going down these a little bit more quickly than normal. Anyway, uh... It's a white lady, surrogate mother, that went to the sperm bank and was like, hey, I want some sperm. I'm a white lady, so clearly, naturally, I want the sperm of a white male with intelligence and with blue eyes and that's rich. Well, ma'am, wealth wealth don't show up in sperm. Well, just, you know, do all that. It's healthy or whatever. And, and they gave her some sperm, but it was sperm of a black man. So she had a mixed child. She got a mixed child. With hair that got to be problematic to deal with. 
You know what I'm saying? Like for white people. Yeah. Normal for black people. But she is trying to sue the clinic again. She sued it the first time, and I think she got a little bit of money and a letter of apology that said, <laughs> "Hey, sorry, you have a black child. <laughs> you know, that was our bad, our mistake." And she's trying to sue again because she didn't realize how racist she was. Oh my god! <laughs> she didn't realize how racist she didn't realize how racist the world was around her to black people. I won't say how racist she was. She don't realize how racist everybody else is to. A mother of a biracial child. She got a black child and walking around with now them neighbors that you thought liked you so mm-hmm. much, giving you the side eyes. Now shit. she got a. She moved. Yeah, I'm and sure she, she deal with a lot of side eyes when she's somewhere with her little biracial child, and she can't handle it. <laughs> but you know what? It's like she is getting a taste. An nobody, unexpected taste. Nobody sees color anymore. We're in post-racial America. Ooh, we all love each other. She getting a taste of what that shit look like. To black folks you know like you mean we're not just making it up you mean racism still happens you mean people treat her differently just because she has a brown child i can't believe that but the thing is she could be she could be handling this differently she could she could become an activist and and she the, wants to go back to her privileged life where people treated her nicely and she didn't have to worry about all of this she didn't sign on for this <laughs> she could just exploit those issues she could go speak and she could, she could do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But she choose to be the victim. Mm-hmm. You know? And her child is going to suffer because of this. Yep. And when her child turned 18 and go start looking up stuff and say, Mommy, why am I why am I brown and why is my hair all kinds of frizzled and twisted up and you're straight? And why am I different? And she gonna say, well, where would the baby gonna go look up them name? Gonna look up her name. And she gonna be like, Mama, you was on that bullshit about me. What the fuck? <laughs> Why you was tripping? Mama. <laughs> that's the shit that's going to be hard to explain away. But listen, no. I love you. She's going to be like, I love you. But take your coon ass on away from my house. I'm trying to get back to my life. <laughs> that took me 18 years to get here. I don't know. I don't want to be rude like that. Because. She probably loved. She loved the kid. I'm sure she loved. I'm the kid, sure she does. She I, she birthed that child. She just didn't sign up for or didn't. Re- I think I don't. I think that <laughs> that's what it would take for a lot of people <laughs> to realize that this shit actually does happen. Is for you to be in a situation and not even you adopted. This child is from you. Like got your DNA. So it ain't as simple as just being like I don't want this child go back to the adoption service type shit. Now no, this is biologically your child who's brown and now you get to see how the other side feels and that this is not post-racial America and that all of that shit them neighbors you thought was so kind and so sweet are some racist animals. you know I wonder if there was an experiment that white people can do in which they skin is like instantly brown for like a week I wonder if they would do it no, hell no I don't know what I'm saying no Paul Moody, Paul Mooney said it best everybody want to be a nigga but don't nobody want to be a nigga I don't know I you, I mean, it's, it's this lady who do them seminar. I can't remember her name, but she told everybody if you want to be treated, if you that old white lady, yeah, that old yeah. white lady, if you want to be treated like a black person, stand up. Nobody stood up, and she said, "You know what that means? It means you know that black people are treated different because if you thought they were treated the exact same, you then you up. stand up." You know, have you seen her brown, blue eye, brown eye experiment? Mm-mm. She got an experiment where she separate people by blue eyes and brown eyes. 
The brown eyes get to come in, sit wherever they want to. Oh, and that girl get upset, get angry. A lot of people get cry. upset. It like split up the whole group. It's like she be treating people with blue eyes so rough. <laughs> <laughs> she be like, sit down on the floor like the dog that you are. Like, <laughs> and they sitting there like, I don't think it helps. I don't think that kind of aggressiveness helps because it don't do nothing but trigger, trigger denial. You because know? when they go back out in the world. They get to be privileged they now. They get to be privileged again. They get to be like, sit your brown eyed ass down. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna deny your brown eyed ass long. <laughs> but see, the way it would influence me is, oh, you think you're getting double meat in this damn Chipotle bowl with your brown eyed ass? Like, that's how it's gonna affect me. <laughs> like, don't don't cheat me out of my steak on my Chipotle bowl because you racist, okay? I want all of my meat. That's why I get double. Hey, you know what I do? I be like, uh, I choose my meat. I be like steak, and then I let them put and it then, on there. They always give an extra down. I be like, hey, give me, give me double. So then because they have to they, do equal. Yeah, now they got to do the same thing they did the first time, you know? And they all, like the girl at Chipotle made my bowl so big yesterday. If a manager saw her, she would have got fired. <laughs> she was new, clearly. <laughs> I've never seen her before. <laughs> but there is a level of mistake you can make. Like this is an eighteen year mistake. Yes. I mean, it's other mistakes. Like when you get into politics, like Flint, not oh, yeah. being negligent in that situation and causing kids to die and all mm-hmm. kind of different things. But there's level of mistakes that you can make that's that's fucked up. Like if you overcook my steak at a restaurant, that's not bad. You just recook. It. Yeah. Or I just have a terrible steak and you don't get tipped as well. You know. <laughs> but. That is a big ass mistake though It is I ain't gonna invalidate the level of mistake But I'm just glad she got a dose of that medicine She did The 18 year medicine It's gonna be difficult Now Colorado Colorado shooting Aurora Dude came into the movie theater Batman movie Batman Dark movie Dark Knight Shot up people Booyah this happened That's how flawed the justice system is right at least in the state. I won't say flawed because you know what you're getting into. Yeah. But it's, it's still messed up. In, Co- in Colorado, there is a law that if you sue somebody and you lose, you have to pay the attorney's fees. Well, it turns out that these victims sued the movie theater for that shooting. They had to show that the movie theater was negligent in protecting them from that. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth of the matter is there was no way to predict that this would happen. Nope. And so these people lost. And because they lost, they have to now pay a $500,000 plus settlement to the movie theater. These people that got shot, traumatized, their children killed in some instances, they got to pay $500,000 now. They finna go broke after this trauma trying to pursue charges at the movie theater. But the judge did warn them because then they get they were offered they were offered one hundred fifty thousand dollars to split, which probably would have been five, six, seven thousand dollars a piece. How many of them were were together in the lawsuit? Was it all of them? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure at the beginning they probably were. You know, yeah. But after the judge was like, "Look, if you lose, you're gonna have to pay their fees." Then people dropped out. I would have been one of them people. Let me just say that. Like, if lying. the judge say, because I feel like you warning us about this for a reason. <laughs> you telling us this for a fucking reason. So if the judge say, hey, if this don't go in your favor, you going to owe them $500,000. Shit, I'm out. I'm sorry. 
I live in the power, world. But. I, I live in a world of worst case scenarios. I think of the worst case scenarios, and I go away from the worst case scenario. <laughs> and the worst case scenario that I might have to split paying five hundred thousand dollars to some people, then it's a wrap. You know, I'm out. Sorry, it's messed up. What would probably be noble is the uh, movie theater saying that you know we'll eat the cost. Yeah, we understand that you know this was a traumatic situation. You know, next time y'all have in legislation, y'all better listen to that goddamn judge. <laughs> but, but you know, we good and we'll support y'all some kind of way. But that probably ain't going to happen because it's a business and there's people on around the round table making these decisions for yeah. these people. But I just think that's fucked up. I think that it just shows the loopholes in the justice system in which good people can get fucked over. The same thing for this other kid, Deshaun Franklin. This is a dude that's 18 years old, right? They busted in his house. They punched him, beat him up, some police officers now, and they pulled him out of his house all because he just fit the profile. And it wasn't him. Yeah, a little dude with dreads. And it wasn't him. And four years later, they went through a bunch of legislation and a bunch of court proceedings and all of this stuff, and the courts awarded him $18. Which is a fucking travesty. And it's an insult. It's, it's a slap in the face. It it's just eighteen dollars, my nigga. Really? What I'm supposed to do with that? That ain't even a copay for the doctor for y'all whooping my ass. Like that's rude. It's rude as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's another case where they offer him fifteen thousand dollars to settle, but this commonly gets a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. So even that offer of a settlement was an insult. Fifteen thousand when the uh regular settlement is a hundred thousand dollars, that's that's an insult in and of itself. Yeah. It's just it's representative of that court system and the subjectivity. And then when police get involved. When police get involved in these situations, you're talking about trying to prosecute police officers, you're going to get shamed. You as a community member, you're going to get shamed. This is what happens. The community member gets dragged down. You know, Which it's is sad. The police officers don't get held accountable. And that's what all of this outcry is about with police brutality. It's about holding those accountable that do wrong. If you are a police officer that does not do wrong, you are not in that dialogue. Unfortunately, you are a sacrificial lamb to what it looks like because nobody is being held accountable. So we don't know who is who. And so, unfortunately, you're a part of that dialogue. If you want that to change, as a good cop that don't do that stuff, you got to start calling them out. You got to start calling them people out. You got, if you, it's conspiracy. You watch the first 48. If somebody do some bullshit like murder, and it was three people around there that didn't murder them, but they had knowledge of the murder, and the courts find out they had knowledge of the murder, they spend, they do the same time yep. as the person that murdered. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to tell me that police officers be exempt to that. If you are a good cop and you don't do bullshit, you need to call out these badass cops because otherwise you just complicit in their bullshit and you need to serve the same time they serve. And right now, they don't really serve time. They don't serve time, but they serve in that time in public opinion. Everybody. So if the good cops don't want to serve time in public opinion, then they have to start being proactive and stopping that. Going out in the hood and playing basketball with black kids ain't enough. That ain't enough. That ain't enough to make people say, you know, those cops are good. You know, because I think good cops go do that. And I think cops that are close with the community go do that. And I think the community embrace those cops. But on a national level, until a lot of good ass cops start taking action against bad cops 
or against cops that don't do their job or who are very active in making sure that these cops that are out in the field that don't need to be out in the field are doing paperwork because all of them don't have to not have a job some of them can just be behind lockup fucking signing people in <laughs> it's other shit they can be doing but until they start doing that this is the situation we're gonna be in in america and i think that goes into like colin kaepernick and how we all know about his national anthem stuff is it and kaepernick or kaepernick I've been saying Kaepernick. I've heard them both just because a whole bunch of people that ain't got no grammar or no knowledge of his history, which I don't either, are saying it all kind of ways. But <laughs> I like Kaepernick better. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to say. But we all know about his national anthem stuff. He mm-hmm. refused to stand up for the national anthem because he refused to support a country, a song, a flag that represents a, pre- uh, represents a nation that oppresses different groups of people. You know, what Malcolm X said, or Martin Luther King Jr. said, one of them said, we just want America to be what it you said it's going to be on paper. Yeah. On paper, everybody's equal, everybody thing. The problem is you can't legislate hate. That's the issue with all of that stuff. And hatred is the thing that is perpetuating the problems in America. You can create the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965. You can put affirmative action. You can do all of that stuff. But there's loopholes to people's hatred. That keep them from treating everybody equal and treating everybody fair. And they are not focusing on that dialogue. They're focusing on what you do to get that dialogue open and active. You know, instead of saying, hey, these people are protesting or rioting because of these oppressive system and systemic racism and all of these different problems that go on that cause disproportionate, you know, negative consequences in the African American community and other brown communities. They don't say that. They say they riding. You know, they 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 doing stuff. That's not good. Don't do that. And Colin Kaepernick literally is just sitting down. And they're saying, oh, he's being disrespectful. Like, I was very happy though, because so the whole, the whole like, a lot of what people were saying was, oh, he's being disrespectful to the men and women that serve our country, and he doesn't support the troops, and blah blah blah. I was so glad to see the veterans for Copernic because I like Copernic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag that went around while the veterans were saying, we fight for his right to stand or not to stand. That is part of his right. That's what we fight for. All the veterans, unfortunately, a lot of them come back and they're homeless, and nobody they don't get what they should. Um, so I was very glad to see that he had that support for the people who because the people who were saying he was being disrespectful aren't even fucking soldiers <laughs> and don't use a false respect for veterans and their fight for the flag to challenge this black man not standing for the flag under the guise of oppression when you don't respect that they're homeless and that they don't have health care yep. and that America treat them like shit yep. and you know what we're complicit in them being treated like shit you know the only thing is I'm complicit too but I ain't using them as no platform to downgrade <laughs> somebody else yeah. you know what I'm saying like cause you, there's a lot of homeless veterans that's a lot. in America there's a ton of them um, like 40,000 yeah these people fought for the freedoms that we have today that y'all are talking about and they ain't got nowhere to live. And a lot of them come back with mental health issues that were stem from that, that service that is untreated. I mean, it's just really sad. It's very, very sad. But the uh, police in San Francisco kind of said, you know, 
we want an apology letter from Colin Kaepernick because he's being disrespectful, you know, to cops. At this point for them, it ain't about the flag part. It's more about the reasons, police brutality. And they're saying, you know, he's being disrespectful. We ain't going to come to the games, you know? Like, I feel like the police that beat people ass is the ones that's writing these letters. Like, yeah. They the, one. <laughs> they the ones that feel slighted by this stuff. Like you should not feel slighted if you hadn't done nothing. Yeah. And I understand police is gonna handle people rough sometimes, but we are seeing brutality. We are seeing a lack of concern for human life. They shot a fucking deaf man because he was trying to sign. Cause guess what? He can't fucking hear and he can't talk. <laughs> like, that's a problem. That's an issue when you go around sh- like he's deaf. They saying I want an apology because, you know, I'm not doing these things that you are, you know, prescribing me to or saying. And I know some of us do it, but I'm not doing it. So I want an apology letter. Well, I want a fucking apology letter, police. (laughs) I want an apology letter for being treated like a black man by you as a black man that don't do shit. Like, I don't do shit. All of my damn tags up to date. I pay all of my damn tickets off. I don't commit no crimes. I speak pleasantly. I don't walk around, you know, sagging my pants. I don't do no bullshit. I don't do shit. And I've been pulled over three times that I didn't get a ticket. Three times I didn't get a ticket. You know, by white officers. Why would you pull me over? If you had a reason to give me a ticket, you would give me a ticket. But you don't have a reason to give me a ticket. Like, I want an apology letter. Because I y'all are treating me as like if you treat I'm a criminal. These other black yeah, y'all treat other black people that are criminals that you have these predispositions about that you believe and you subscribe every black person to that shit. So we have to live under the everybody all y'all are the same, but y'all don't have to live under that because you feel like cause you're different, you should be treated differently. Shit, that's what the fuck we feel like too. Yeah, like I pull pull get pulled over. Uh oh, he might think I have drugs. He might think that I'm a I'm I'm from the hood. <laughs> well he don't think I'm from the hood with no damn Subaru. The Subaru that ain't that just no, don't drop Subarus in the hood. Not. But I understand that this officer might have negative predispositions about me because of how I've been treated by police officers and how police officers and other law enforcement agencies generally treat black people. And so that's my experience. So I want my apology letter. If Colin Kaepernick got to write an apology letter to y'all, then I want y'all to write an apology letter to black folks that ain't criminals, that hadn't done no crime, and that you pulled over and didn't do shit and you didn't give a ticket to because you didn't have no damn business pulling their ass over at the first place anyway. That's what I want. My apology letter. <laughs> I want that shit. I want it typed. I want it to. U- I want you to use a silly font because I don't like serious fonts. I want because you know what? Do you know how intentional you have to be choosing a silly font amongst all them fonts? I want to see what you're gonna choose. I just want to see which one you're gonna use. And I want my apology letter. And I want you to do it on construction paper. I want it to be colored paper. I want it to be purple. Do it on purple paper, and I don't want it to be black. I want it to be a different color font, a different color silly font on purple paper. Those are my those are my standards. Those are your demands. Yes, <laughs> those are my demands. Oh, but God. but the thing is, it ain't like I can do shit though if they don't do that. No, they saying they not gonna come and do their damn job. <laughs> they like we not gonna, listen if we don't get an apology, we though, we're not work. gonna do our job. We ain't coming to work. <laughs> but you still gonna get paid. This is America. That's America. You know how I feel like America. I feel like 
I don't know if I said this before. Maybe I have. I don't know when you when you invite somebody into your home and be like, "Hey, make yourself at home. Your home is my home. Get get comfortable. Make yourself at home." But you don't expect the motherfucker to start moving furniture and shit. <laughs> if you go into the kitchen, they'll go get them something to drink and come back and they done changed all your couches and everything. You'll be like, what the fuck you doing? Put that shit back. You know, I think make yourself at home is a wonderful ideal, but you just really kind of want them to enjoy the system the way that you have it. Yes. And that's how white America is. I think the founders, not everybody in white America, because everybody in white America ain't responsible for making the system. Mm. You know, I think the problem is if you don't help change it to where it benefits everybody, you're complicit. And I think that that's what America is. America is, listen, we got the system set up. We got it the way we like it. Make yourselves at home. Make yourself comfortable. Comfortable, But as long as you comply with what we have set up, as long as you don't move around legislation, <laughs> as long as you don't change laws in the system, as long as you don't challenge the people we have in place for order, and how they, you know, produce that order. You know, that's how I feel. I feel like we are just expected to just make ourselves at home, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. But on paper, on paper, everybody's supposed to be having some kind of input on how this world's supposed to be set up and operate. Yep. And it's fuckery. The last thing is with these police officers being crazy and shit. The police done went into somebody's house looking for a young man and they pepper sprayed 84-year-old lady. <laughs> they pepper sprayed somebody who was like 10 years past the average <laughs> life expectancy. Like, that shit could have killed that old lady. It could have, yeah. It was like, in the video is, is hard to watch because the old lady planked the boy. She planked and fell back on her kitchen Ooh, table and then fell on the floor. A, a mean, lot of shit could have happened. Bad. And you know, the police officers ain't getting in trouble like this is just another level of accountability and I don't know if they should get in trouble but I really don't know how threatening an, an 84. unarmed 84 year old woman is with six police officers around like the one is a woman that just pepper sprayed this spray pepper sprayed her now I'm gonna tell you a story about my grandmama okay <laughs> there is a point in my grandmama's life in which she was faced with an abusive husband and through many years of the abuse, she said, I ain't taking it no more. She grabbed one of his guns and it wasn't a Mexican standoff. It was like a holdup. <laughs> she said, you is not finna hit me again. And he said, what you finna do with that gun? And subsequently, she showed him what he would do with that gun. She shot his ass, okay? Now, after that, he had to get that leg amputated long, long later. I don't know if that's connected or not, but... My grandmama <laughs> She don't keep guns But I know if she had a pistol Somebody <laughs> would get shot Like <laughs> My grandmama gonna die that night Because she gonna shoot somebody <laughs> You know what I'm Police all It don't really matter Like And it's some grandmamas out there They sit at the kitchen table And clean their guns Yeah You know Especially here in the south These southern grandmas Yeah <laughs> And you think they give a rat's ass Hell To no. a police officer and they'll tell I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> she done lived her life. She done cleaned enough greens, snapped enough peas, <laughs> stuck enough corn to put a bullet in your ass and not think twice about going to heaven after that. Yep. She would do that shit. Pretty much. But I don't know, man. It's just just generally talking about police. I value police. I respect police. It's a very difficult position to be in. Let me put it like this. I respect the idea of police. 
you know, in a world in which police act as servants to the citizens, then I respect that ideal. It's very, very hard to universally respect police as a unit when a lot of the unit is on some bullshit. And unfortunately, that means that some of y'all that's a part of that unit get that same label because I don't know who is who. You know, for the police officers that pull me over and then give me a ticket, I appreciate you, but don't pull me over next time. <laughs> you feel me? And you know what? One time, it was a black police officer that pulled me over, right? I had a front headlight out. I had run a stop sign and I had open liquor bottles in my car. And you don't even drink. And I don't even drink. I was a bartender. <laughs> I was bringing bottles home. It's a bunch of bottles behind me. I wish that y'all Red could can see, see how many fucking liquor bottles. Like, if y'all were to see this, y'all would be like doing an intervention for Mr. On Point. Because he looks like the worst kind of alcoholic. I'm talking about, and then you got him by like, you got him by type, all the Patron bottles all together. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I got some stuff to do with them bottles <laughs> <laughs> at some point in my life. But I should have got a ticket then, but I didn't get a ticket. You know, I think that was brotherly love right there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's all I got. I ain't really got nothing else. Uh, it's so much going on. It is. Try not to talk about Donald Trump too much. Politics. <sighs> because it's coming. Older debates oh, are coming. Oh, yeah. They I already know. got the moderators. This makes me sad. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be what it is. But anyway, you got anything else on your mind, ma'am? I got court coming up. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. So I got a ticket for some bullshit for following too closely to the car in front of me. The officer pulled me over and told me that in the state of Alabama, you have to be 20 feet for every 10 miles per hour that you're driving. I was in a 40 mile per hour zone, therefore I should have been 80 feet behind the car in front of me, which is bullshit. That is half the width of a football field. I'm supposed to be behind a car. So at anything less than 80 feet, you can pull me over and give me a ticket for following too closely. That's some bullshit. So because the court costs are already in the price of the ticket, I'm gonna go to court and argue my case. (laughs) And see if I can't get out of this. I'll have my defense, though. What's your defense? I looked up the statute. The statute says 20 feet for every 10 miles per hour unless you are making an attempt to pass or overtake a vehicle. So I'm going to say that the car in front of me was going under the speed limit. We were in the right lane. I was making an attempt to get into the left lane, which is the passing lane, but I had to wait for traffic to clear. And at the time that the officer turned his lights on, I was making an attempt to pass. There it is. I don't know if it's going to fucking work, but I got to at least try because the ticket is like $185 and I just ain't about that life. They got to get that money. I mean, like, it was so stupid. When he pulled me over, I was like, I know I wasn't speeding because the car in front of me was going slow as fuck. I've been in this lane, so I know I didn't change lanes without signaling. Like, I was no idea why he was fucking pulling me on then he gonna tell me you were following too close so you don't get your fucking ass away from my car you serious my police buddy said that the traffic violation book or traffic law book whatever it's called is very very thick he said you are always doing something that a police officer can pull you over for 
I think a lot of it is more acceptable than others, but the way the book is written is likely so that you can always be pulled over and always have a reason for having been pulled over with, you know, without it. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. Just like the whole law. Just like the whole America. Just like the whole everything. (laughs) Everything is bullshit. Except Rick and Morty. Shit's amazing. Can't wait for the season to come back. (laughs) But all these systems, they all bullshit. They all fuck somebody at the end of the day. I'll let y'all know how court goes. My mom was like, she wants to be there because she thinks it's going to be funny to hear me argue my case because I debate a lot. And it's like, I'm not going to be rude with the fucking judge. I'm not trying to get <laughs> thrown in contempt and shit. I just don't want to have to pay the goddamn ticket. <laughs> so. I don't know how it goes. I've been there once. And, um. How did it go? I didn't have my insurance card with me. Oh, okay. So all I did was brought my insurance card with mm-hmm. me and the judge was like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to pay your ticket. Um, But it was a lot of people in there for bullshit. It was one dude in there that just kept wrecking cars because he was drunk. He had like a bunch of DUIs and he just Sir. kept getting a lot of opportunities, man. Opportunities. He was white that I don't think black people get in the same situation. I could hope that the officer's not going to show up, but he's probably written a ton of tickets, so it's going to be more than me that just show up. So he he's going to probably be there. Because if he don't show up, they'll drop it anyway. See, the way that it's been explained to me is that, like, what time is the court? It's four, I think. I got to look at the ticket. I think at four o'clock, all the officers line up around. It's just officers lined up around the judge. All the officers that have rent tickets. So they like got to be there. Ugh. I mean, but I think that it's circumstances where if they have an emergency or if they on a call that lasts too long or some shit like that, mm-hmm. then they have to miss it. That's when I think that your officer don't be there. But I don't think they really have an option. So I think it's gonna be some extenuating circumstances where if he won't be there, but Maybe some it, shit. Some that bull- shouldn't be a reason that you don't go because maybe he won't be there. Maybe some bullshit will happen in Vestavia. He'll have to be at that. Yeah. Because that's where I got the ticket in Vestavia. I got you. It's that bullshit. You're giving too much information. <laughs> Judge, if you're hearing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I need to know my name. I'm not going to go in there and be like, Calamity Red here, Judge. They're going to know your voice. I'll change it. I got to get my white voice when I go in there. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you got to do that. Yeah. Put that mask on. Voice mask. Yup. Anyway, that's it. Until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.